No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Joab sends two messengers to David with the good news of their victory in battle and the bad news of the death of David's son Absalom. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Samuel chapter 18 on Simply the Bible. Life is a strange mixture of joy and sorrow. For those who know God, usually we have much to be joyful about. So we're told to rejoice in the Lord always and that the joy of the Lord is our strength. But there are those things that come into our lives that hit us like a punch in the gut. They hit us suddenly and leave us broken. David's son Absalom had rebelled against him and sought to steal the kingdom away from him. He came out with the men of Israel to kill David. But David's men defeated Absalom's army and Joab, David's general, killed Absalom against David's orders. This was a case of good news and bad news. And now it had to be reported to King David. We continue in 2 Samuel chapter 18, verse 19. Then Ahimaaz, the son of Zadok, said, Let me run now and take the news to the king how the Lord has avenged him of his enemies. And Joab said to him, You shall not take the news this day, for you shall take the news another day. But today you shall take no news, because the king's son is dead. Then Joab said to the Cushite, Go tell the king what you have seen. So the Cushite bowed himself to Joab and ran. And Ahimaaz, the son of Zadok, said again to Joab, But whatever happens, please let me also run after the Cushite. So Joab said, Why will you run, my son, since you have no news ready? But whatever happens, he said, Let me run. So he said to him, Run. Then Ahimaaz ran by the way of the plain and outran the Cushite. Why was it so important for Ahimaaz to carry the news of the battle to David? We don't know. But some people are just too enthusiastic for their own good. This was the case with Ahimaaz, the son of a priest. Joab told him bluntly, you are not the one to take the news today. Joab knew that David would be deeply grieved over the death of his son, and he didn't want Ahimaaz to bear that burden. Perhaps Joab was even saving the life of Ahimaaz, for David killed the Amalekite who brought him news of Saul's death and the two men who brought him news of the death of Ishbosheth, Saul's son. David did this because the messengers were responsible for the deaths of these two kings. David probably would not have killed Ahimaaz, for he had a close relationship with this son of Zadok the priest. But Joab wanted to spare Ahimaaz from being the one to pierce the king's heart with this tragic news about his son. Instead, Joab chose the Cushite, a man from Ethiopia, to be the news carrier. But Ahimaaz insisted on running, even though he was not prepared with the news. Ahimaaz is an example of a person who has zeal without knowledge. 
It's important that if we are representing our Lord, that we go with his message. We must take the time to prepare ourselves. Paul told Timothy to study to show himself approved, a workman who didn't need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Before I preach, I always want to make sure that I have waited on God, studied diligently, and received from Him the message that He has for His people. I don't want to run my race in vain. Verse 24, Now David was sitting between the two gates, and the watchman went up to the roof over the gate to the wall, lifted his eyes and looked, and there was a man running alone. Then the watchman cried out and told the king, and the king said, If he is alone, there is news in his mouth, and he came rapidly and drew near. It was actually a good sign that there was a messenger coming because if the entire army had been running, that meant that they were you know, on the run, fleeing from the enemy. That would not have been good. So just this one person coming was a good sign. Then the watchman saw another man running, and the watchman called to the gatekeeper and said, There's another man running alone. And the king said, He also brings news. So the watchman said, I think the running of the first is like the running of Ahimaaz, the son of Zadok. And the king said, he is a good man. He comes with good news. So Ahimaaz called out and said to the king, all is well. Then he bowed down with his face to the earth before the king and said, blessed be the Lord your God, who has delivered up the men who raised their hand against my Lord, the king. The king said, Is the young man Absalom safe? Ahimaaz answered, When Joab sent the king's servant and me, your servant, I saw a great tumult, but I did not know what it was about. And the king said, Turn aside and stand here. So he turned aside and stood still. Just then the Cushite came, and the Cushite said, There is good news, my lord the king, for the Lord has avenged you this day of all those who rose against you. And the king said to the Cushite, Is the young man Absalom safe? So the Cushite answered, May the enemies of my lord the king and all who rise against you to do harm be like that young man. Now the problem was Ahimaaz came and he was first to get there, but he did not have the news that David really needed. He had the good news of the battle being won and the enemies of David being defeated, but he didn't have the news that David really wanted to know about, which was the state of his son Absalom. And you know, Ahimaaz reminds me of people who want to carry the good news, the good news of God's love, the good news of his grace, but they don't have the bad news that they want to carry, the bad news that If we don't know Christ, we're going to die in our trespasses and sins. We're going to be alienated from God and ultimately go to hell. That's the bad news. People don't want to carry that. They want to carry the good news, but not necessarily the bad news. And the thing is, is that we must carry both. A person has to know the bad news in order for the good news to truly be good. And what is the good news? The good news is that even though we deserve death and judgment and hell, God, through Jesus Christ, is willing to forgive our sins. Now, when the Cushite came, he had both the good news and the bad news. He had the good news that David's army had defeated Absalom's army. 
but he also had the bad news about David's son. He delivered it as graciously as he could, but he still had to deliver the bad news. Now, the question is, are we more like Ahimaaz or like the Cushite? Verse 33, Then the king was deeply moved and went up to the chamber over the gate and wept. And as he went, he said thus, O my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, if only I had died in your place, O Absalom, my son, my son. And Joab was told, Behold, the king is weeping and mourning for Absalom. So the victory that day was turned into mourning for all the people. For the people heard it said that day, The king is grieved for his son. And the people stole back into the city that day as people who are ashamed steal away when they flee in battle. But the king covered his face, and the king cried out with a loud voice, O oh, my son, Absalom! O oh, Absalom, my son, my son! Now, we can understand that David was deeply moved over the death of his son, but why was he so deeply moved? I think it comes down to three things. First, David understood that this happened as a result of his own sin of adultery and murder. God said that the sword would come against his own family. And now he sees that he was actually responsible for Absalom's death because of his own sin. Second, David had great hope for Absalom. Absalom was the next in line. He was the crown prince. And Absalom probably was more like David than any of his other sons. And he no doubt hoped that Absalom would one day have the kingdom. And third, there was this deep, deep sorrow of not knowing the eternal condition of Absalom. When David's son by Bathsheba died, his infant son, David said, well, I will go to him, but he will not return to me. David had the sense of hope that he would see his son again. But it would seem that there was no such hope here with Absalom. He probably questioned if Absalom was in fact saved. And that is the greatest loss a person can know. Just that uncertainty about a person's eternal salvation. Charles Spurgeon spoke about David's broken heart over the loss of his son Absalom. He said it would be wiser to sympathize as far as we can than to sit in judgment upon a case which has never been our own. Romans 12.15 tells us, Rejoice with those who rejoice, and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. I believe that one of the best things any of us can do, humanly speaking, is to sympathize with those who are deeply sorrowful. Now, when David's army came back, they were ashamed and stealing away, like a dog with its tail between its legs, or like troops returning after being defeated by their enemy all because David was crying out in such pathetic, mournful sorrow. So we can understand David mourning over his son, but he showed no consideration for his troops. He forgot that he was the king, and he made them feel ashamed when really he should have praised them for risking their lives for him and for preserving his kingdom. Then Joab came into the house to the king and said, Today you have disgraced all your servants who today have saved your life, the lives of your sons and daughters, the lives of your wives and the lives of your concubines, in that you love your enemies and hate your friends. 
For you have declared today that you regard neither princes nor servants. For today I perceive that if Absalom had lived and all of us had died today, then it would have pleased you well. Now therefore arise, go out, speak comfort to your servants. For I swear by the Lord, if you do not go out, not one will stay with you this night. And that will be worse for you than all the evil that has befallen you from your youth until now. So Joab was just disgusted over how David was handling this. And he really lets David have it. He rebukes him. He said, you've disgraced all your servants today. And you've shown us that really you love your enemies and you hate your friends. You love Absalom, but you hate your army. I can see that you would be happier if Absalom lived and all the rest of us died. So he said, you need to go out right now, David, and you got to comfort your servants. Or I will tell you that what happens next will be worse than all of the trouble you have ever faced in all of your life. So then the king listened and he arose and sat in the gate. And they told all the people saying, there is the king sitting in the gate. So all the people came before the king for everyone of Israel had fled to his tent. So they heard the kings there. They came out and he was able to restore the morale of the troops after being in such terrible sorrow over his son, Absalom. There is a time for legitimate mourning. Jesus said, blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. But in our morning, we cannot forget who we are. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow we'll see how David begins the difficult journey of returning to Jerusalem and being restored as King of Judah and Israel. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Samuel on Simply the Bible.